Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, along here with my buddy Kevin. Say hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hey, hey. And for this special show, we have everyone, well, some of the folks here from our little reunion that we had this weekend, which happened to land on Father's Day and Juneteenth, motherfuckers. Kevin, how has this trip impacted you? How does it change your opinions about things with military and keeping up with folks and stuff? Um, I'm going to say the first thing is my fucking feet hurt from walking in the fucking sand so much. Yeah. Shit is terrible. But aside from that, and my calves hurting and my stomach hurting because I ate too much. Um, <clears throat> so we can look around the room and there's a bunch of them. They're all watching us talk right now. This is fucking weird. Yes, it um, is. <clears throat> but it's been, I did the math on that picture that, that we recreated. Yes. You know, 18 years and four months and like two weeks and 12 days. Word. Or uh, not two weeks, but twelve days, and uh, I was like, "God damn, man!" Like an eighteen, almost eighteen and a half years um, since we left Iraq, and then here we are, all this time later. And I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is that, and I can't remember who I think it was Caldwell when I took him to the airport. He said, "It's as if the last fifteen to eighteen years hadn't happened, and we picked up exactly where things left off." going back that far and i think that says a lot about um our connections and and um just the overall the overall um brotherhood nature of it um and it's really great and it's also nice to see like the families that are here like the the extensions of the roughneck and blue spader family um so it's really neat to see how all of that's going to grow and continue to grow um i would say for me, the most impactful thing <clears throat> from this whole weekend, though, is, yeah, it's great seeing all you fucking guys, um, but when Sierra, Walker's wife, showed me a picture of Messer's daughter. Yes. Um, did y'all all see that? Of, of Skyler? Yeah. She just turned 18, and, she, and, and in, one of the, in the picture, she's wearing Messer's BDU top um, with his... Uh, 10th Mountain patch on one side and his big red one patch on his combat side with the CIB in his name. And it's just, it's, it, it's insane. It's, it's weird to think that, you know, he left Iraq when she was born mm-hmm. and, and here she is a full ass adult. I don't know. It's, 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 it's definitely been neat to, to be here and to be with these dudes again, like this family that's stretched all over the country. Literally from coast to coast, yeah. the four fucking corners of the goddamn American planet, and we were all able to come together for a few days and not kick each other's ass collectively. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that didn't. Uh, there wasn't one single fight that broke out. Not one. Not yet. At least not one that we know about. I'm looking at you, Griff. I'm looking at you, Griff. I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna fuck you up, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm fuck. So, also here we have uh, Mr. Matthew Douglas, Matt Douglas. You were uh, Dougie Fresh. Is referred to commonly by uh, Stamper from his shows and all this kind of shit. Uh, same question. How did it affect you? I mean, it was just a surreal experience, man. I mean, it's just having, being able to be here and see every single one of you again is just amazing. It's kind of just like healing your soul almost. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were talking about closure and shit like that. And in some cases, yeah, it is a little bit of closure. It's good to see everybody, though. Mm -hmm. Like, you look the same. You just (laughs) just have gray hair. Yeah. 
yeah. little bit, a little bit of gray. We all got old. <laughs> yeah, we all got old. I didn't. I refused. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, though. I mean, yeah. Seeing everybody here and just how everybody's been doing. and mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Passing on down a fucking John Simonian. Thanks for showing up, man. What do you think about this whole shit? Yeah, I just uh, love the opportunity to to see everybody, you know, face to face. Kind of been keeping up with everybody on, you know, Facebook, seeing what you guys had going on and stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, it's neat to see. Okay, you know, this guy's doing that, he's doing that, but to actually just sit and talk about it in person, have a conversation, and and kind of see how people have just been getting by. You know, the, all the shit that we went through together. Like some people don't mentally make it out of that and stuff. So to see, you know, everybody that's you know, kind of living a somewhat normal life and, you know, all doing their own things. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's cool to know that there's, you know, all you guys out there kind of just just making it the same way I am, you know, making it these past 18 years. And um, it's, yeah, just great to see everybody doing good and just awesome opportunity to sit down and talk with, y'all, with all you guys and hang out. Yeah, I was going to say on that, like you, you talk about, like, seeing each other on you know what we're doing on facebook and you know we're only posting our highlights a handful of folks a handful of folks post their 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 drama but for the most part it's just highlights of life you know what i'm saying but like being able to come together like this where you can actually have sit down conversations with folks and be like man like because it's more than just a facebook post of a picture and then some words this is being able to sit down and look each other in the face and have that conversation and, and truly catch up and like you know, you get the ups and you get the downs, especially since, you know, um, <clears throat> there has been alcohol consumed on this uh, <laughs> little uh, adventure of ours this weekend. So a lot of truths come out, a lot of, you know, a lot of hard conversations come out and and uh, which I think is great. You know, what I mean? so, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the whole Facebook thing because it's two different worlds. What do you think, Mike? Mike Griffin. Now, you know what? Fuck you. Mike Gorowitz. Mike Griffin, your last. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, I want to hear what uh, Mr. Gregorius has to say. You guys have probably heard him on the show. Uh, we call him Meat, right? Uh, and it's not because, well, okay, bef- let me just say, he got the nickname from the movie Porky's back in, like, the late 80s. There was a character in the movie. Um, they called him Meat, big big jock guy, right? Meat is a, <clears throat> a behemoth of a man. You are what now, 290? Six four, six four two ninety, and if I'm not mistaken, he has a four thousand pound bench press. I don't know; it's insane, and it's all natural. All he does is just eat um, raw bison meat um, and kale. Palm first into the face. Yeah, palm palm first, just just fistfuls of it into his mouth. And so this is this is him, everybody. Um, be careful. Well, after that, now <laughs> <laughs> the whole freaking world knows my whole little nickname story. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this whole experience is its something that I didn't even realize that I knew until New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. you know, of, of us getting together and everything else and how much is actually needed, you know, to actually complete us. You know, it's it's something that I didn't even realize that I knew that I was missing until we all got together. 
and that's been the drive for me to get get, or get down here and hang out with everybody else and you know grow that yeah and expand on it and you know it's something that i look forward to because you guys you know you guys are a big part of my life right hell yeah so so it's highly meaningful (laughs) well are you tearing up no Ladies and gentlemen, he uh, meat is tearing up. It, it could be meat sweats. <laughs> All right, everybody, hang on. Shut up. Grab this mic for me. It's my mic now. Um, we have Mr. Mike Griffin. <laughs> Perfect timing, too. How you doing? You waited to do that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. So, uh, I keep checking my pulse and, like, pinching myself to see if, like, this shit's real. Yeah. Because, like, I look around and, like, I see people I haven't seen in, like, far too long. And, I don't know. It's like a dream come true, honestly. And it's, like, the best birthday present I could have got. So I have to give a big shout out to my wife, Kat, because like she's the one that made this happen for me. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, man. Like I get to see you, motherfuckers, and like it's this is like the best thing that's happened to me in a long fucking time. That's all I got to say about it. Thank you. Oh yeah, dude. Before I start crying. Hey, and uh, everybody, um, wish Mike happy birthday. Go ahead. Happy birthday, Mike. No, not you guys. People Thank that you. are listening. You go, Doc. Everybody, this is Doc. I'm not gonna say anything about him. He's Doc. He's not fat anymore, though. He's not. Not at all. I call him all kind of fucked up shit on the show. I call him Fat uh, Doc, Fat Ass, Docopotamus, Doc. It's heavy, Doc. All those kind of shits. Now, I, I don't even recognize him because he looks like a completely different person from all that work he put in to fucking change his life. And uh, it's fucking incredible to see him. Here with us today. So there's Doc. He was also on one of our shows before. So if you haven't heard him, you know, take a listen. Well, just to clarify, Doc was never really fat. (laughs) (laughs) Doc was shapes. You had curves. curves. Hey, I was just a little thick, right? All right. A little thick. All right, I get that. Yeah. So. This Beyond, whole trip Beyonce for me, it's it's been crazy, because um, you, all you guys were like my freaking kids. I had forty some kids. Every time you got sick, stubbed your toe, whatever, you know, you came to me, want me to take care of you. Whenever it burned, when I pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so that for me is just it was awesome. I lack on words. I can't really put it into words. And when I, you know, came down after I got the plane yesterday and came down to the beach, I fucking, every one of you guys made me feel like a fucking superstar. I'm, it was seriously, never felt that love and everything is just, it was awesome. And been a fucking great trip to see everybody. And like been said before, the families and stuff to, see everything and how we all struggle through everything and 
try to find, you know, our path back to normalcy, you know, a little, little slice of mm. normalcy. And just been awesome, man. And then to see, like, some of you guys that are parents and shit, too, and, like, see that care and uh, just the love that you're showing the kids, mm. <clears throat> especially after everything we all been through. It's hard, you know what I mean, to be just to show that caring and that love to people. I mean, even your own flesh and blood, you know, it's fucking, it's hard. And just want to say that all you guys, fucking proud to know you, proud to call all you my family. Hell yeah, dude. Um, <clears throat> for folks listening, though, so like, Abs, I'm sure you know if you've listened to any uh, part of the show or you're familiar with Tyree and I. Um, so we're all infantry except Doc. Do we call him Doc, obviously, because he's an army medic. Uh, 68 whiskey and I think we can all agree when it comes to dealing with uh, in the infantry right there's definitely one other MOS that like you just don't fuck with and that's doc that's there's another job in the army you don't fuck with and that's doc fuck the MPs <laughs> fuck the artillery fuck tankers not you Son Roja you were good to go um, but you don't fuck with doc you know what I'm saying so yeah dude like you 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 literally are kind of like a rock star, like, you know, like a fucking guardian angel, so to speak. So, because, you, you know, fuck, dude, like, we, we partied with you, and then we go out in fucking combat, and if I got shot in the face, you're going to pa- patch me back up, and I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, it's going to be fine. 100% confidence. Yeah. I know. Like, you see Doc out there, and he's got, like, a rifle slung and a shotgun, and can you hear that? Yeah, no, yeah, no, he uh, was definitely armed to the teeth because he was out there stacking on doors and doing all that shit too. Um, but yeah, without further ado, we have Mr. Adam Sizemore. Say hi, Sizemore. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Same question to you. Same same question to you, man. Like, how how has this trip impacted you? How how do you feel about being here? Like, what what are your what's your take on this? I love the Batman shirt. Thank oh, you. that is fucking right. Thank you. I'm gonna be honest. I was uh, when I heard about this trip. Walker told me about this trip, and I was like, okay, who's all coming? And he told me who's coming. I was like, well, I was in Second Platoon, but now I went to headquarters. You know, so I kind of felt like I might be out of place a little bit. To be honest with you. Um, but once I got here and saw everybody, you know, it was it was like I never left second platoon. You know, y'all y'all treated me like I was with you the whole time. You know, and y'all have been treating me that way, and I just really appreciate that. I want to say that first of all, um, uh, it just every thought I had in my head about how this could go, it went the total opposite direction. Really. Um, and I'm just really happy that I came. I'm glad I got to see all you guys. You, know, you guys have always been special to me. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's it. it's just really special. I don't. I don't know what else to say. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> it's just took me by surprise. You know. So. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, man. Well, I mean, and that's kind of the thing too that uh, 
we only have, I think it, we, I think the total was 17 of us here, I think is what I, what I added it up to. Um, and you know me, I, I did Arkansas math, so, you know, it may, it may be wrong, but <clears throat> 17 people out of a platoon of, of what we have, 35, 40 dudes in that whole platoon. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're not going to get everybody in the same place at the same time. But I feel like 17 is a pretty, pretty solid turnout, right? And, yeah, just because once upon a time you were in second and you got moved to headquarters doesn't mean that, like, you weren't in second. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's all aside from the fact because we all deployed to the same fucking place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You in headquarters stayed in, our, in, in Samara the entire year just like we all did, right? Like, first platoon, third platoon, they rotated out. And they did th- this other mission that they had going on, but... You y'all were down there with us doing the same fucking job that we were doing. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it really it really boils down to like um, you may not have been in second platoon for you know the bulk of that deployment or whatever, but that doesn't mean that you weren't there, right? Yeah, and and that's kind of a thing. Like I think um, in f- for future events, it is nice to get uh, the roughnecks back together. But <clears throat> if we can have an even larger, more inclusive group of former bu- uh, uh, bushmasters. Um, yeah. and kind of open it up and get some of those dudes down here. Because um, I've been seeing a lot of those dudes like DeSantis um, commenting on some of the, the, the posts that are already up on Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it'd be great to get some of those guys down. Eribe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, however it works out for next year, we need to make it a larger group. But um, start saving. Yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep pushing Colorado. I really want to go there. Durango. We can go to the fucking North Pole for all I care. As long yeah, as we we're going to go something. snowboarding, and I'm going to watch you ding your head off the fucking snow on the bunny slopes. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that cause a crater? <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, get, yeah get, that, get the life insurance set up first. I have a handler now. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you own my own contracts. Yeah. Nothing wrong with having a handler, man. Keep your shit together. I wish I had a handler sometimes. Um, this is a really cool experience. Love, you want to get in this? You uh, going, oh. You're on this one, too. We're all on this one. We're all on get this over one. here. Y'all, we have Mr. Nathan Love. Yeah, he's been on the show. Uh, give him a round of applause. Not you guys. <laughs> Not you guys. But he- <laughs> We're, reco- we're, yeah, we're recording in front of a live studio audience, but yeah. just talking to the actual listeners at home on their cars. Yeah. I have a button that... It's a special Olympics. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, hit the... Yeah. No. Kidding. So we've been asking the question, like, how has this trip this weekend impacted you? And, like, what, do you, what are your, what's your takeaway from this? And, you know, and basically um, tell me how great I am. <laughs> So you, you kind of got me on the spot here because I haven't picked up my uh, song for the karaoke tonight. We're doing karaoke? Uh, that's what I thought. You got this like soundboard and mixers and <laughs> cables everywhere. <laughs> it's definitely uh, an electrical hazard. I think I could pull off Gloria Estefan, but I don't know. Um, uh, kind of like what I said before, uh, but with different takes, obviously, from another day of uh, the program that we put on here. Seeing everyone, obviously, for you know, the first time in 17 years for a lot of us is tremendous. So there's, there's not a, really a way to put that into words. But then to 
do it at a venue like the beach where everybody goes down to the beach and it's literally like we never left each other's side. Everybody came right back together and it's like being at the Schwimbad in Germany again. Yeah. Or at the park chasing swans and jumping off docks and being idiots. Except now we're old and break easier, so then we don't recover as quick. <clears throat> the Rhine River. Yeah. Yeah. Have osteoporosis or whatever. Right. <laughs> and plus, skateboards are really expensive and we're old and crotchety. You don't want to have to buy a new one, so we don't risk it. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much where, where I have to put in on it is it's. It's indescribable, and it's irreplaceable. So if you haven't been on one of these reunion trips and you would like to, then uh, get with your travel agent, Mr. Tyree Brown. Uh, I'd avoid that sketchier Kevin Johnson Tyree. If I remember right, is the one with the better rates. So yeah. check with him. Quality over quantity. Yeah. And you'll right. get one, one good one, and then after that, they're all sloppy. So also... We have a person who we had on quite a few times, and his wife, and like we know everything about him, and now he's sitting right next to me. We have Mr. Uh, Mr. Walker here with us, and I'm so happy that he was able to come. He was one of the people I was looking forward to seeing the most because damn, playing favorites over here. <laughs> the playing rest of favorites can, over here can fuck off, mm-hmm. fuck off all these. Mm-hmm. Y'all, as- and let's let's. I'm gonna point something out, like. Walker and his wife drove literally from Canada. Well, what was once Upper Canada, but is now with the great state of Wisconsin, God's country, sir. Right. Well, Canada starts at uh, the Mason-Dixon line and up. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'm in the South now. I know what's welcome, happening. Welcome to actual America. <laughs> oh, that sounds bad. Never mind. <laughs> You're always welcome in Wisconsin. Yeah. No, it's beautiful up there, man. I've been up there a handful of times at McCoy. Um, it is really a beautiful place. Uh, and a, a, another beautiful place is being right here with all of you guys. I am the happiest I've been since my children were born uh, because I'm here with my people. And I'm all, all verklempt and choked up and emotional as a middle-aged man uh, because I love you guys. And uh, I'm just so glad to see you when... I never thought I'd see your giant head again. <laughs> or fat doc and <laughs> meat mountain. Yeah. And doc's not fat, by the way. Anyone who's like, all you guys. Um, but meat isn't. I, <laughs> I, I love each and every one of you guys. And uh, this has been a magical couple of days. I'm looking forward to carrying it on uh, a couple of days more. And uh, any time I get with you is, uh, well, call it a gift from God. You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to have spent any time with you. And I'm, I'm, I treasure every moment I get to continue to be with you. Because we went through what most people don't get to experience... And it was hard in a lot of ways. And I'm not... And and that bond that we developed, it tempered us. It made us tougher in some ways. It, it made us more wizened. It provided us with a lot. And what we have 
is something special that not everybody gets. People that, and I'm not speaking ill of Ronald McDonald here, but people who work slinging roast beef sandwiches or Arby's or making hamburgers don't get what we got. Uh, we had the opportunity to not just work together, but to live together and, and to share the good and the bad, the pain of living and the joy of living and, and the triumphs. And, and, and I'm so glad that we're here. And I thank each of you for the opportunity to let me cry in front of you and not feel ashamed and to take my shirt off in front of you at the beach <laughs> with my alabaster chest <laughs> and not be concerned that someone will say anything untoward because you're all good men. I love you. And that's what I want to say. So thank you for this opportunity. Dude, yeah, we know. And, and <clears throat> Say that again? Fuck yeah, Mikey. Fuck yeah, Mikey. No, we love you too, man, for sure. Like, um, and I've got, I've got to say, like, that's, that's kind of been like an overall thing this was weekend. Is like everybody's been expressing love to everybody. And listen, we all deployed to Iraq in 2004 when it was considered the Wild West. And we did a job that a lot of people were never able to do, can't mentally do, and we were able to do it. And here we are, middle-aged men now, talking about being all sappy and old and <laughs> crying in front of each other, and I love you, and this. <clears throat> we were once like hard, hardened killers. <laughs> <laughs> it's still there. You can get, still get fucked up. Watch your ass. Yeah. Um, who we got, who else do we have here? Um, where did where where did Gil go? What was that? Like the sword, the sandmai. So it's hardened on the edge, and we're soft on the spine, and so we flex with the hard stuff in life, man. Just like a Japanese sword. I don't like that at all, Doc. Because I don't get <laughs> I don't I don't know what we're, I don't know what you're saying. You know what? Uh, no. Uh, no. We Listen, have Sarah Walker here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she was on our show before. Uh, I need you to come over and say hey. Um, I would feel bad if you weren't a part of this because you were a key part in getting some people here. Um, thank mm-hmm. you for sitting down with us. It's great to have you sitting next to me and, and my to meet brothers. You in real life, yeah. Not just social media. Little faces in a group chat mm-hmm. goes on for hours during the day. I don't yeah. think any of you actually work. <laughs> <laughs> I, agree. I don't know what you all do for a living. I should, but I don't think it's much at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, we're definitely playing around on on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We're not we're not working. No, absolutely yeah. not at all. I get that. I get that. But yeah, um, let, let, let's hear your take on it. Um, you know, how, how has this trip impacted you? Especially being, you know, Walker's wife. Um, and obviously, we know you're more than that. Um, but, like, and then coming into this family um, that, that you may not realize you've been a part of this entire time. You know what I mean? And, and like, and, and, and just everything's been going on. Like, yeah, it's, um, well, first of all, I'm glad that we, we made it. Um, day one was a little touch and go. I'm not going to lie. It's a, we spent 13 hours in the car the first day and, he was a little grumpy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
But, uh, you know, Skillen's said it really well, arriving on the beach. I mean, we were, we were the last ones in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody's down there. And um, it, it, I, it takes me back to when I met Messer. It's family. There are no handshakes. Right. It's lots of hugs. And, you know, even on the travel down, I think every time anybody said that they were moving from one location to another, about a dozen people were like, be safe, be safe. Right. right? And we're like, we love you too. Like, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's been incredible um, to get to actually spend time with people that I've heard about for years. And I've seen pictures you know, but there's, I've always said it's, it's almost, it's like, he can tell me these stories and he can tell me about all these people, but it's like watching a movie for me right? or, or reading a book. It, that's not my life. That's been his life. And so when to it, surreal is probably the best thing. I think we've all probably said that a dozen times. It's surreal to, to see you all here. It's great that you're real. He hasn't made you up. I mean, I know I spoke to some of you, but, but like, oh, you're, you're people. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And, and really amazing people, fantastic people um, to, to see how far y'all have come. I mean, because we know the stories. We've heard them from, from you yourselves, and I've heard them from Chris over the years, and um, to see all of you be where you are today, you guys should be so proud. Because, like, as a spouse, I am to be able to look around and be like, "This is amazing." Because not everybody made it, right? You know, and we, we've gotten to talk a lot about these people and share pictures, and so for everybody that's here and, and how far you've come, it's amazing, and be proud for that. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. <clears throat> so, one more person I want to have on. You haven't heard of this person at all. You want me to even use your name, or should I use like a pseudo name? Okay, all right. Uh, so, Love has a daughter, and her name is Sapphire, and she uh, is a fan of the show to the point that she knows every single thing about every single person that's ever been on the show. Um, She's like the walking encyclopedia for the show. So if you ever have any questions about it, hit her up. Um, what was it like to see your father uh, interact with us and you also being able to interact with us and deal with all that kind of crap and have fun with us and laugh and clean? Uh, what was it like for you to hang out with us? And, and um, thank you so much for being a, a true fan of the show. Well, I don't even know where to start. Honestly, being able to spend time with all of you, it's it's been truly wonderful, amazing. I have feel I felt so enlightened. I mean, I get to meet everybody, see their faces, heard lots of stories about a lot of you, met a few of you when I was what, 2, 3 years old, but you don't really remember too much when you're that young. And um yeah, just talking to you all, it's, y'all fought with my dad, and you made sure every day, every night, he was protected. He protected you guys just as much. You always made sure that each other got home. Few of you didn't make it, but 
sadly that's part of war, but y'all stuck by each other, and I get to see my papa every day now. Yeah. And a lot of you have children. I know how that feels, you know, and I get to see the looks on their faces seeing you guys, and y'all were talking about seeing them interact with their children, and just... It's so it, it makes me so happy. You all are together and you get to see each other after 17 years. You know, a lot of you don't you, you don't see each other after you go, go to war. You fight. You do all the stuff that you have to do. You go home. Maybe you talk to each other or you just like fall off the face of the planet and never talk to each other again. But you guys, you've stuck together. You see each other sometimes and. Now we're all here, and we're trying to make this thing an every every year thing. And I hope that every single year we'll be able to do this. Absolutely. Well, and that's and that's kind of one thing that I I, I wanted to I made a note of it to, to, to mention. But um, it's not just hoping that we all get to do this every year, right? Because part of the reason, like, or one of the main things, or one of the I don't know what I'm trying to say. One of the um, side effects of the show has been helping other veterans from other branches reconnect with their dudes. And, um, so I would like to see, I would like to see what's happening here with us, obviously continue to happen here with us, but I want to see that happen with those other guys because this is something unique. We have guys here that have served <clears throat> that deployed with other units. Like Griff, you went to uh, Fort Lewis and you deployed, uh, with what battalion? Second Battalion, Twenty Third Infantry Regiment, right? And Second I, ID, yeah, two ID, and so you're still in contact with some of those dudes, but yeah. not like everybody. Not like this, right? I mean, yeah, this would be unheard of. But of course, like, okay, when you're like, we were, you and I were lucky, okay, because we found ourselves straight out of basic training in a unit like this, just like all these other motherfuckers did, okay. But like, we didn't know. Like, when I got to my next unit, the camaraderie wasn't like this. Right. Like, the unit wasn't built. It wasn't established. Like, when I got to this platoon, like, immediately, like, there was reception and integration. It was meat and king, and, like, they brought me and you directly into the platoon. Like, you know, checked our shit that we got at CIF and all that, you know. Yeah. They're like, man, you don't need this shit, blah, 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 you know, all that. And like that's like the unit I went to when I got to Fort Lewis, not like that. Yeah. Oh hell no! It was, I got there and it was nothing but like privates and officers, and I was like the third NCO to show up in that company. And then there was the first sergeant, and then like, and then he chewed my ass because I got there and I was like overweight. Oh dude, it was fuck. yeah. Fuck Fort Lewis. Well, see, that's. <laughs> Um, well, and so that's that's kind of what I'm getting at is that like it 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 seems to be something that's unique with us, and I don't know if it's because of you know a lot of us were on that deployment to Kosovo in '02, a lot of us were there all through '03, and it's kind of been said before in the show that if um, was it you, Doc? I mean, <clears throat> I just said I have something to say. Oh. I was going to say, um, you know, it had been said somewhere on the show, I don't remember exactly who said it, but like, if you weren't there for the bulk of 03, then somehow you didn't 
or you, you didn't feel a part of the click or you weren't in the click or whatever. And as much as I want to disagree with that, I, I believe there's some truth to it, right? Because 2003, like we knew we were going to war. We either knew we were going to go to OAF one with the initial push or OAF two, um, for the second phase. And, uh, so Oh three, we kind of cut loose, right? Like we definitely let Germany know that we were there. <laughs> we fueled that economy pretty well. <clears throat> um, all over Würzburg or Frankfurt or Schweinfurt, definitely Schweinfurt. So <clears throat> I think there's a little bit, I think there's a little bit to that though, right? Like if, you know, that whole click mentality, I guess like being there through all of that. But anyway, this is something that I want to see happen though with other people, right? I want to, I want to see other guys reconnect. Um, and start doing things like this. I want to see more military reunions. Like I went to my 20 year high school reunion and it was cool. I saw some people that I hadn't seen since high school. I could, and and here's, here's the honest truth. I barely remember it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It was one night we went to a brewery local to, you know, my town, whatever. And it was cool. It was fun, but eh. what what, what did we go through together? High school, right? What did we all go through? (laughs) So a lot more bonding, I think. Right. Yeah. Like that's and that's that's the advantage we had in combat, and that's why we succeeded. That's why we were successful because we had known each other. Like we weren't just like conscripts just thrown together. Right. Okay. Like we, like I knew you guys for three years before I went to combat. Mm-hmm. Most of you. Some of you like came along in the, you know, like Simonian came along during the first deployment to Kosovo. If you count that, yeah, I picked them up. Me and, me and Winchester. <laughs> but like that's that's the advantage we had. Like the, the structure of the platoon has always existed there in second platoon, like long before any of us got there. Yeah, like we got lucky because it's <clears throat> not like that. Most places, it's not like that. I, I believe in where it all started was from Sergeant Blue. Yeah. And the things that he did for each individual soldier, he, I'm, I'm dead serious. He shaped my military career. Like as, as far as me wanting to strive to be a good medic, strive to. Like know everything you guys knew how to do and everything like, and that it kind of just set a tone and it instilled that into the, the younger guys. And then we brought that as, as you know we got the new guys. We brought that to them. And I mean, we me and Johnson talked about this last night about Sergeant Bloom and different just craziness like yeah how much. Yeah, no, and I, th- I think you're right, though, man, because when, when I got there, I mean, he wasn't the platoon sergeant, right, but he definitely ran that platoon. Yeah, it was his. Yeah, like, and everybody knew that, right? Like, listen, it didn't matter what the platoon sergeant said, like, what Sergeant Bloom say, you know? Uh, and that did set the tone, I think, because <clears throat> anybody that kind of followed up or followed him in that in that company from squad leader to the platoon sergeant, like, there was a standard set, and, it, you know, it wasn't going to... <laughs> it wasn't going to change. Um, 
Sorry, I was just laughing at Tyree covering his face because he had to cough and he wanted to like cough into the mic. Yeah, normally if I'm at home, I, it's different. Yeah, but yeah, so that's one thing that I want to see. I want to see other uni- uh, units start doing this. Other, other groups, other platoons, companies, whatever the fuck, squads. I don't care. Um, and I would love to see more posts about that on social media because that's another thing I don't see. Social media, man, like we can show off all kinds of shit. I know Tyree and I have been blowing up the Facebook page for the podcast. I've been posting stuff on Instagram. A bunch of y'all have been sharing these posts. Um, and we're posting them yourselves. And I want to see that from other folks. I want to see that from, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, because that's, that's it. We talk about when we're in the service, it's a brotherhood, it's a sisterhood, it's a family. We, we're there for each other, blah, blah, blah. PCS, ETS. Who are those people again? You know what I mean? And that's just unacceptable. Yeah. So, yeah. So, on that note, uh, speaking of continuing, this is going to be part one. Uh, we're going to record part two uh, in a little bit. Not even tonight, but you know, later. And uh, we're going to put all this together and hopefully you guys will enjoy and listen to what the hell we're saying. Um, it's been so much fun. It's been emotional. I, I think I've cried more than everybody here combined. And that's not even a surprise because I'm a weenie. Big old bitch. <laughs> but um, I couldn't have uh, thought that me and Kevin starting off talking on the phones would lead to a bunch of my brothers sitting in Florida at a table talking on really cool shit. Um, I love you guys more than you'd ever know. Um, and we're going to have part two later. So, hey guys, thank you for listening to Before I Forget. Uh, please like, listen, share, and subscribe. Share. Listen. Listen. Yeah. And uh, thank you. And that, that'll be it into that, and we'll talk to you later. Say bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. The end. Places? Top yeah. three places where we'd like and to meet next year. Yeah. Like yeah. Do y'all prefer like summer? Exactly. Fall? Exactly. Well, like I think location well, well, also plays like a determined time of year. Exactly. Right. Well, so, top three locations, and then what top three locations do you think about? Hey, can we or would we like to bring kids, families, stuff like that? Me personally, you know, I, I probably won't be retired this time next year, so I'll still need to bring kids. And honestly, I think it'd be great if we start bringing our kids and family so they can start seeing some risk and understand. I, I say, I mean, I wish I would have been able to bring my kids and my wife yeah. today. It's <laughs> us <laughs> recording. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I will have to not record that. We gotta cut that part. Yeah, we'll. I will really, really edit that out. I'm, <laughs> And we're back. So with top three, you know, recording green is not recording. With top three, and we can figure out where we'd like to go, and the kind of events we'd like to try and plan out, and make sure we can try and plan a price list and all that stuff out to help individuals out and figure this stuff out. Because a lot of these reunions, people, you know, they don't go because there's not enough interest, there's not enough family activity, or there's not enough events for the families and stuff like that. Like I'd love to meet the Walker kids. I guarantee you that my kids would love to meet them and stuff like that. And it's it's pretty good for these kids, 
to understand why we are as we are as parents because of the stuff we've gone through. And, you know, like, you know, Brown, as soon as I walked through that front door that first day, you know, the things you said to my kids, you know, that, that they might not admit it, but that's going to stick with them for a while. Hopefully it does. That's what the I was saying, you know, like, for to bring my wife and kids and, you know, me and my wife, Sarah, I love you, uh, you know, We've been struggling and stuff, and for her to come and listen to, like, Sabrina and Sierra and know that, hey, you know, I'm not the only one with this crazy motherfucking shit going on, you know what I mean? And be able to relate and have that stuff. And then, like, my kids to hear all the the crazy shit about their dad, you know what I mean? So, because we're not always going to be here, and like you said, those things are going to stick with them. Yeah. And then, you know, too, like... We got to figure out, hey, this time we did it on the East Coast, or the next time we do it on the West Coast, or Central United States, you know, we can try and figure something like that. So I, th- I say tomorrow we come up with, like, maybe we just put it in the group text. You know, hey, we would like the next one to not be the beach strip. We would like the next one to be the Central United States. We'll go up to, you know, Lake Erie, Michigan, somewhere like that, or we'll go out to Vegas or. Just forbid California or Hawaii, Lake Shasta. <laughs> so, you or know, Maui. Well, I threw up on the boat today, so maybe not. You better start. <laughs> 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 and, uh, you better start hitting up casinos. I uh, know. Yeah, right. The yeah, biggest, the biggest. I'm gonna thing, need you to win something real big. Yeah, the, the biggest thing is what I want everyone to take forward is it's communication, right? Yep. Yeah. Let us know if you want to go but can't make it because of financial stuff, right? All of us are in a better place, right? We're all older. We're grown adults. Just communicate. We can help each other. Right. We can all help each other. Now, we're not going to go broke helping you out, <laughs> no. right? But we can I'm just help say, each other I started other out. out broke, so I'm just going to say, like, for me, this is what King and I were talking about. I mean, we don't have money. Like, we're just regular people. But the thing is, I'm regular people. King has money. I'm regular people. Let me rephrase that. The rest of us. But I'm going to say, like, I'm not planning on living here forever. And when I'm gone or if I go before all y'all, y'all will remember, hopefully, the things that we all did together and did for each other. None of y'all are going to remember what kind of shoes I wore, purse I had, or whatever. So. Louis Vuitton. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, like, I do have one bougie purse, but I'm just saying. But anyway, y'all might remember that, but you won't remember if I had a new car, but you will remember that we spent, like, a heck of a week together at least once a year and had a heck of a time. So that's that's worth more to me than any amount of money. Word. 